Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. There's getting the signal in from the sideline. Here's the play, fourth down and goal from the one. Hand up, running left, trying to get to the corner. He didn't get he didn't there. Get it. He didn't he get, did it. Not get there. He, didn't get he stopped short. He has stopped short of the goal line. Bears hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. Baylor's going to take over. They hold the Cowboys on fourth and goal from the one-yard line, and Baylor will take over with 24 seconds to play. Final seconds are going to click off here at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Wow, what a finish. What a finish of this Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game today. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are 2021 Big 12 Conference champions. <laughs> oh, there it was. Light the tower green. You got to love it. And uh, J.J. was was uh, pumped up. In fact, I reached out to J.J. today. Let's see what J.J.'s up to. Um, man, he was so excited. And uh, whew, he is uh, he's hard at work today. I just heard from J.J., in fact, just moments ago via text message. Um, it is, uh, I, I, you know, Aaron, he doesn't have his voice left. Did you hear that, the excitement? J.J.'s missing his voice. Says he needs to go later in the week. I was, Says he can only come on later in the week. I totally understand that. I, I may or may not have screamed just as loud and for just as long as he did when that play happened. <laughs> you know, Barfield and I were up there. Tom Barfield, you can hear him 7 to 9 weekdays on uh, game time. Uh, 7 to 9 a.m., that is, with Ward White's. And we, I mean, that, that thing was so intense down the stretch. We were kind of, he would reach over and kind of hit me in the arm. I mean, we were, we were, uh, we were just trying to work through it. And my goodness, there was a lot going on down the stretch. But the final result is the Baylor Bears are the Big 12 champs. I mean, I, I. I'm sorry, Aaron, I can't get worked up. I mean, Baylor fans love to, you know, play the disrespect card. And, yeah, I thought they should have been ranked higher than maybe uh, Notre Dame or some of these other schools that were there at fifth and sixth. But, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, if they had been fifth or sixth, were they going to get to go to the playoff? No. And and okay. I, earlier in the day, I, after they won, I heard a couple of national guys talking about how, you know, how Baylor could get into the fourth slot. I, yeah. I was like – you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, I just yeah. didn't see a realistic path for that to happen. And, and we knew it wasn't going to happen. And it probably what, – what the fascinating thing would have been if Oklahoma State had won, and we're so glad they didn't, but what would they have done? I mean, I, I, I would think the disrespect for everybody in the Big 12 except OU would have taken hold, and they may have still kept them out. But that would have been fascinating to see – what they would have done with a one-loss OSU team as opposed to that uh, that Cincinnati team that they left in. You knew they weren't going to take Notre Dame, who were, they weren't even playing, and put them in. Now, at some point, the Big 12 needs to stop sending 
I mean, I today on uh, this afternoon I was listening to uh, Aaron uh, Chris Russo, Mad Dog Russo, and, and hearing what he was saying. He said, "I'm going to have Bob Bowlesby on later." I thought, why? I mean, think about the power brokers of the Big 12 now. I mean, Baylor, Mac, and Linda Livingstone uh, have uh, have 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 taken over. I mean, I think they're they have a huge say in what happens. I think Oklahoma State has done a great job. I think they're going to be a big voice in the Big 12 moving uh, forward. Why are we still sending Bob Bowlesby out to represent the Big 12? I mean, it's time. Maybe they're waiting till this final meeting. At the, at the um, you know, I think they're going to have one more meeting. By the way, Aaron, they can't get this thing figured out. They can't get the playoff done. Do you, you realize under the, the, big, the uh, expanded 12-team playoff that they're talking about where the conference champs get a bye, uh, the top four, you know, however that would be, the conference champs get the bye. Baylor would have had a bye. Baylor in the 12-team expanded playoff would, would, would have a bye in the opening round by virtue of winning the Big 12, the way they have this thing set up. So, you know, it's like, why, why are you guys still going up back and forth on this thing? And, and part of the reason, of course, is it's a fight because the SEC wants to, wants to get everything it wants. Some schools are still fighting for the strange, you know, eight-team playoff. I mean, I thought we were there. And, of course, because of what OU and Texas did, everybody slowed the thing down. Aaron, how many how many conferences? Let's go through it real quick. How many uh, Power Five conferences are missing this playoff? Well, the Pac-12 will not have a representative. The Big Twelve will not have a representative. The ACC will not have a representative. I mean, isn't that amazing? You've got the Big Ten. You've got the SEC with two, and then of course you've got the American Athletic Conference. Sneaking in there with the uh, first time they've ever been able, a group of five school gets in there in the playoff. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them doing it. But, I mean, it, again, it speaks to how crazy it is not to get. But the fact that they can't get this done, it means that it's going to be until 2025. I mean, we're sitting here still in 2021. So, gonna you know, obviously when this thing plays, it'll be in 2022. But it's a 2021 season. And this thing's going to wait until 2025 because they can't get the thing figured out. Guess who the Big 12 has at the table? They, I mean, on this working group that keeps getting together trying to figure it out, they've got Bowlesby. SEC has Sankey there. I mean, it, I, I think uh, uh, Craig Thompson from the, the, the uh, Mountain West is on this thing as well. I mean, it, this, is a, this, is, this is an issue. But today... We do kind of come here to celebrate, and and Aaron had the big play there. That uh, I, Aaron, how many times have you watched? Just give me an estimate of how many times, both social media or whatever. How many times have you seen that final play? Would you estimate? Um, probably between forty and fifty times. Now, I would say the average Baylor fan, about the same, probably at least twenty to thirty times. They've just sat there. I've kind of watched it on a loop. And I love talking to McVeigh after the game. Love talking to Blake Shapin. You know, it, it it seems like a joke, but it wasn't. We're all up there trying to search for Jaron McVeigh. And Aaron, you can imagine how that was going for me. 
I mean, I could barely even get on to the stats thing. And then I was trying to help Tom get on there, which you, if, if Tom needs my help, then he's, you know, we're, we're both in trouble. And, and so Tom gets on there, and, and he figures out, okay, here's how to vote. And, and Tom's, you, you know, pretty good at all that stuff. And so I say, well, let me try to write him in. And you couldn't even do that. They did not even, like, they had people that barely even played in the game listed that you could vote for you know Josh Fleeks has been a really good receiver for Baylor in the past but Josh is not for whatever reason he's just not getting much playing time and Fleeks you could have voted for Fleeks for the MVP even though he was barely out there at all in the game but I mean I think you probably could have even voted for Bohannon and he did not play in the game and there was no way you could vote for Jaron McVeigh who had eight solo tackles, an interception, and then the game-saving play. I'm almost hesitant to call it a tackle because, you know, it was just one of those wild where he's pursuing, 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 and he spread him so wide that when you look at it, Aaron, he sort of uh, he sort of did grab the back of the jersey. I mean, it was just a tremendous play. What it was was one-on-one football. And, of course, if he didn't string it out like he did, that number 27, the running back, would have turned it up and, and, and gotten it to go in the end zone. And sure enough, McVeigh just wouldn't let it happen. And it ended up being one of the great plays in Baylor history. People are comparing it to the, the OU throw to, um, to Terrence um, that, uh, that, that RG3 made. You know, there are a couple other plays over the years when, when the Bears beat A&M. That was uh, Dominique Ziegler, and, and that was a huge play at the time back in 2005 or six or whatever that was. It may have been 2004, in fact. But those were enormous plays in Baylor history. And this play on this day was uh, almost felt like it blew everything else away. And it, it was none other than Jaron McVeigh, who was a walk-on player for the Bears. I think Rule put him on scholarship, has had all kinds of defensive coordinators, cornerback coaches. I mean, think about it. He, he would have been on the team even back when uh, Jim, what's his name, was, you know, the Jim Grobe. And then he had Rule, and now he's had Aranda. And he just hung around, hung around, hung around. Rule puts him on scholarship. And then the guy ends up making some starts later in the year. You'll know, you'll remember that uh, Christian Morgan got hurt. Now, Christian Morgan did play in this game. But uh, McVeigh was out there and made a tremendous play. I, 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 think, uh, I think, Aaron, you cannot overstate Jaron McVeigh's, uh, his impact on that game. So, while the Big 12 wasn't smart enough to have him even able to vote for him, the, um, the, I think in the hearts and minds of Baylor fans, he'll always go down as the MVP of that game. Do you agree, Aaron? No question that you talked about, you know, where that ranks in the history of Baylor football and Baylor athletics overall. And, uh, you know, I mean, I had that conversation with my brother and, we both agreed that it, it 
probably ranks number one. I mean, you probably need a, a little more time and perspective uh, to kind of let it sink in, but I don't think I'm going to change my mind. I think it's the biggest – and up to that point, I thought it was the RG3's, you know, touchdown throw in the Oklahoma game, but I think that play was bigger. I think McVay's stopping him to win the Big 12 championship. Just the, how it was the – you know – not the last play of the game, but basically the last play of the game um, besides the quarterback sneak. And then to win a Big 12 championship, I just think all those things uh, just, well, make it make it the big biggest play in, in Baylor athletic history, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable. And uh, I uh, I I have. Uh, I, I just cannot get over it. We'll talk. We're going to break down more of this game. We'll go back and talk about some of the decisions that were made. Uh, Aaron's got some great uh, stuff from uh, Coach Aranda, and um, I, you know, I think um, I think we'll have some opportunities to talk to Coach Aranda, you know, leading up to the game. But uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. The build up and then the Sugar Bowl. Uh, by the way, and we'll tell you more ways you can get involved. You go to the Sugar Bowl and kind of let you know all about that. There's some trips that can be had, and um, I know uh, we'll be there. Uh, ESPN Central Texas will be on the ground uh, in New Orleans, and uh, we're planning it as we speak. And, of course, uh, thanks to the Office of Baylor Alumni, uh, we'll be uh, we, you know, our presenting sponsor for our tailgate show all season. We'll be right in the middle of it with them. Doug Furch and his staff, they do a tremendous job, and we appreciate them. Also want to continue our path with uh, the Baylor Club. Love the Baylor Club. And um, right there, located at McLean Stadium, Baylor Club exclusive private club where Baylor University and the Waco community can come together to connect, celebrate at work, and cheer for the Bears there's all sorts of membership opportunities available. Also, uh, technology-equipped touchdown rooms for private calls, interviews, or meetings. I mean, Aaron, that's um, – in fact, I'll, I have requested a room for Wednesday. I'm going to do the Matt Mosley show um, at uh, from the Baylor Club. And then uh, John Morris' show will also happen right there at the Baylor Club. So from 3 to 6, we'll be over there with those panoramic views of downtown Waco, and then go over to the other side, you kind of see the river, and, um, and, then, and then there's some couches and stuff. When it's pretty outside, you can kind of go outside and look at the, the, the gorgeous stadium. And, uh, and, and that, uh, at any time, bar and grill, really, really good food. It, uh, relaxed business and social gatherings. Um, for more information, view the uh, Baylor Club's official website and um that's that's just a great place to go to find out more information in fact i'm on there right now reading about the story and reading about uh well, some of those meetings that are had over there uh in fact i'm on the i'm on mclean forward slash baylor uh uh so um uh, this is a really really cool thing and uh, established in 2014 we uh we appreciate them, and we appreciate them being a sponsor and partner with our show. All right, lots to do today. Um, Five o'clock, Kevin Longquist will join us from Rivals, and he we got a lot to go over with him and a lot from that game the other day. Uh, I do need to get you caught up on some breaking news 
Oklahoma has a new football coach. Miami has a new football coach. But next, we'll continue talking the Big 12 champion Baylor Bears. It's next. Recently on Game Time. You know, obviously DeMarcus Lawrence left after the first week. Randy Gregory's been in and out. Brent Urban was placed on injured reserve a few weeks ago. Back in the preseason when the Cowboys visited the Arizona Cardinals, they lost defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, who's, you know, clearly the best defensive tackle. And so he hasn't played at all so far this season. That's their starting four. DeMarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban, Randy Gregory. And they have never had all four of them together. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight and not quite as windy. Low temperatures falling to 36 degrees. Tomorrow we start with a few clouds otherwise becoming mostly sunny. Highs top out at 64 and mostly sunny on Wednesday. Much warmer and again well above normal with a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family, whether it be residential, commercial, or farm and ranch properties. Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Big 12 champions number seven Baylor is heading to the Sugar Bowl to face number eight Ole Miss on New Year's Day in New Orleans in the Caesar Superdome with a 745 kickoff. Six other Big 12 teams are bowling West Virginia versus Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi in the Liberty Bowl, Kansas State versus LSU in the Texas Bowl, Iowa State and Clemson in the Cheez-It Bowl, Oklahoma and Oregon in the Alamo Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl has Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables is Oklahoma's new head football coach. Number five seed Baylor Volleyball is headed back to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the number 12 seed Minnesota in the region semifinals of the NCAA Volleyball Tournament on Thursday. Monday Night Football has the Patriots and Bills 7-15 kickoff on ESPN. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Fake the handoff, rolling near side, pass into the end zone, caught! Ben Sims, touchdown pass, Shapen to Sims, and the Bears have their first points of the day. Ah, yes, making it 7-3, it would eventually get to 21-3, and then 21-6, and then, of course, uh, uh, we all know what happened after that. It got very, it got worrisome. For the Bears, um, look like it. They had some opportunities, of course, to go up uh, 24-6. One field goal gets blocked. One field goal is missed. The young Hankins has been very dependable this year. I think he's a really good kicker. Not sure what happened. Just, uh, I don't know if his nerves or just, you know, sometimes they miss. He was wide left. 
on a 39-yard attempt that would have made it 24-6. Didn't feel great at that point. Actually, it would have made it 24-16. I would have felt a lot better if he'd have made that kick. And obviously, at the end, I I think nobody uh, was probably hugging on Jaron McVeigh more than uh, young Isaiah Hankins. I went to school with Isaiah's mom and uh, tremendous family, uh, the, the whole Lake family and that whole crew, Christy Lake. Uh, that's a great, great family. And that, that, that youngster has been really good. I think he's going to continue to be a great kicker for the Bears. He just had an off day. And I don't know exactly what happened on the, on the block other than that guy made a nice play. Guess who made the play? It was a young man from Waco Conley. And, uh, in fact, I think he – I think he maybe made the uh, the on the muff punt where Ebner muffed the punt. Um, that was the same guy, Aaron. That's the same young man, and he was uh, he's like a sophomore safety for Oklahoma State. For played at Waco Conley, <clears throat> played at Conley High School, and uh, and and I was looking at his name the other day. I don't have it in front of me right now. Anyway, great great player. And I think he was really good in high school. In fact, I was talking to Barfield about that. Really good player. Barfield, if you're out there, text me the kid's name. Um, But but tremendous uh, job by him. He played for Shane over there at Conley. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside as we delve into what was going on in that game. Uh, And Aaron... um, Crank up, uh, we might at some point in this segment, uh, we might uh, play a little bit of, of uh, some of that Aranda. I really liked, uh, Aaron, you sent me some of that earlier today. And uh, I just really enjoyed, you know, Aranda, given the opportunity, of course, to stump for the Bears. They said, hey, make your case. Make your case, Coach, uh, for the Bears getting in the Final Four. Aaron, you were probably listening to the postgame. His answer was like, well, I just, I mean, he didn't even, I don't even think he ever got around to like <laughs> lobbying. It was just kind of like talking about how much he loves his players and how much this means to them. Like, I don't think he ever lobbied for the Bears. And I kind of admire that about him because he's just, that's who he is. He's just not wired to say, well, we beat this team and this team and this team, so we should be in. That's just not who he is. So that would have been out of character for him to start stumping for the Bears. Yeah, and you're right. No, he didn't really. I mean, he talked about other things, but he didn't say anything about, yeah, you know, I think we should be in. Uh, and, and you're right. It is It is one of his many good qualities as a coach and a person. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was uh, – he had a lot to say, you know, after the game. Now, let me just walk you through a couple things, though, that, you know, I think bit huge moments. I thought the defense – the red zone defense was remarkable. I mean, every time Oklahoma State got down there, I mean, think about that game and what the score would have been and the different outcomes that would have been there available if, if, if not for all those stands, all those holding Oklahoma State to field goals time and time again. I mean, I, I think some people were a little surprised that, uh, that Gundy didn't go for it down there when it was uh, – I think it was about fourth and two, and he went ahead and kicked it to make it 21-16. Um, it, it, with about six or seven minutes left in that fall game, Bears were just could not get it going in the second half offensive, uh, offensively. Now, let's talk about the first half. Shapin was unbelievable. He completes his first 17 passes. He's setting all sorts of records. They get him a nice little throw 
early, kind of up the uh, across the middle, and he just got in a great rhythm. And I mean, think about that. This is a this is a freshman quarterback that he had he had to come in and help him win that Kansas State game, and Gary was just not able to go in this game. They didn't feel like Gary could protect himself like he needed to. There were some things he could do. He could have stayed back in the pocket, but as far as moving around and doing what he needed to do, the hamstring wasn't quite there. So about Thursday, they decided it's going to be Shapin. And as Coach said, Shapin decides they're getting ready to leave on Friday to you know get on the bus to go up to the uh, to the title game and, and get ready, and Shapin goes and jumps up on the first bus. Well, Aaron, he'd been assigned to the third bus. I'm sure that's where some of the backups and, and maybe some of the underclassmen are assigned. Well, who do you think was just jumping right up there on the first bus? Shapin. The kid is sort of, uh, he's not scared. I mean, I, I, I guess I guess the whole Baylor family, I mean, I, I, I wanted Gary to get to play because Gary's such a huge leader and that the team follows Gary. But Shapin shows up out there, and I don't know any Baylor fan who was like, oh, no, we're in trouble. We got this freshman redshirt freshman quarterback out there. Like, I don't think anybody thought that. I think they thought, well, we got a gamer. We got a flat-out gamer. And for most of that game, I mean, who was the better quarterback between Spencer Sanders and Blake Shapin? Well, Shapin by a mile. And he ends up 23 for 28 for about 180 yards. Okay? The numbers weren't like staggering but the first half numbers were insane he just what he just was never missing on a pass and so like i think one time he finally missed on a pass but they called uh they called uh, uh intentional uh grounding and so he didn't even miss that pass and i i, I the, the throws were there i thought the i thought the touch on the on the touchdown throws i thought the corner uh, you know, dropping back and completing passes to, uh, you know, Taekwon is so great at kind of tight roping things. Estrada does a beautiful job on some of those plays. Sims caught the ball in the back of the end zone on a play that um, Shapin got hit right as he was throwing. He released it, and it ended up being what it looked like a very, very easy touchdown. But it was just great design. Play was designed beautifully. And so it was like the – First half against Oklahoma State in the first game just completely flipped. Baylor was great on offense in the first half of this game. In fact, I think we got kind of greedy and wanted them to go up like 28 to 6, 28 to 3, you know, or something like that. And, um, and, and then they had the chance, you know, five seconds left or whatever to kick it and make it, uh, to make it uh, 24 to 6. I think that would have felt so great. I mean, 21-6 felt pretty good. But um, I would say, Aaron, the 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 huge second guess of Aranda would have been, if they lost that game, would have been, and I think Todd Blackledge, um, and I haven't gotten to hear the whole TV, uh, Aaron, they tell me with 12.45 left in the second quarter that um, Sean McDonough gave me a shout-out. It said, you know, I was talking, doing a radio uh, hit with Matt Mosley the other day. So, Aaron, I thought that was kind of nice. ESPR show mentioned on ABC during a Big 12 title game. Did you did you enjoy that? That was pretty cool, yeah. It would have been cooler <laughs> if he had said both of us, but I understand why he didn't. Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Sexton and Matt Mosley, yeah, yeah, would have would have enjoyed that. But uh, you got to talk to, to 
when you were getting him on. You got to talk to uh, Sean a little bit, Sean McDonough. So I thought that was really cool. And you can imagine, Aaron, my text, my phone lit up. Mosley, you just got to mention on ABC. So that's a pretty neat deal. And but the but the play that I'm talking about, you're about I don't know seven eight minutes left, six minutes left in the third quarter. And Bears decide, and of course he's done it a lot this season. It was not completely out of character, but they're fourth and one at their own 36-yard line. And they they decide to go for it. And it, they roll out. They had the tight end. I think Sims was in that in that pattern. I mean, they, they, they roll out to the boundary. They, they basically just did not have anything. And Shapin ends up just throwing the ball out of bounds. So you hand Oklahoma State the ball at the 36-yard line. I mean, it was just a really strange-looking deal. Now, I get it that he does it. It was not completely out of character. I don't know if I even – I think Blackledge, who was doing the game, the former Penn State quarterback on ABC, I think he hated the call. And I get it. His reasoning was, why wake a sleeping dog? Why do you poke the bear, so to speak, or poke the poke? Well, how do you – why would you say to Oklahoma State, you guys aren't doing anything? In fact, you're throwing us the ball over and over and over again. Four interceptions, seven interceptions, Spencer Sanders, this season against Baylor. Just kept throwing the ball to the Bears. And, and of course, guys were making great plays, but he was just, you know, just utter stupid – I mean, it was really, really poor throws by Spencer Sanders. It was a strange, even for <clears throat> Aranda's, who loves to go for it on fourth down, knowing, I think sometimes you do have to see how a game's going and maybe adjust your philosophy to what's playing in front of you. Now, would Art Bryles have done the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, he would have. That's how he coached. But but Art but they you know Aranda's not Art. I mean they're the you know they're different cats. Dave's a Art was the offensive guru of gurus, and and Dave is the defensive guru. But Dave on offense is not conservative. He wants to go go go, and part of that is probably because he has immense trust in Ron Roberts in that defense. But in that instance, I I I, I sense that. You've got to you've got to see what's happening in front of you. And what was happening is Oklahoma State was not really moving the ball that well. And when they were, they were bogging down in the red zone. And I think you kick it back there and make them go about 80 yards. Make them go 85 yards. You've got a great punter. I mean, even when Oklahoma State took it all the way down the field at the end of the game, why did they have to start on their 10-yard line? Why were they 90 yards away? It's because Baylor has a great punter. I mean, I, I forget who they get, who got punter of the year in the Big 12, but I think th- that Baylor may have the best. I think he may have the best punter. The guy's unbelievable. And he and Isaac Power, and he boots it 61 yards, and they got the ball at the 10-yard line to start that last drive. So you've got a weapon at punter, and yet you went for it there on your own 36, and that handed Oklahoma State an opportunity in the rest of the half, I'm not saying they were racing up and down the field, but they a little bit controlled the game. 
Bears continued to cause t- get takeaways, played br- played some really really good defense, opportunistic on defense, but there was no reason to let Oklahoma State back in the game. Now, Aaron, did you in, in that moment? And I'm wondering about Baylor fans. And by the way, you can uh, I know they won the game, so I'll get back to bragging on the Bears. If you're like Mosley, why are you being so critical? Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is the CNC Collision Center text line. You can text us or you can call us. But Aaron, I, I did want to. I want to ask you. Did you? I, I think we would both agree we didn't like the the play call was just weird. I, I mean, I I don't know what it was supposed to be, but nobody was open and Shapen just threw it out of bounds. He didn't even. I mean, he you would have at least you, you wanted him to at least try to complete the ball. Well, he had nothing. So the play, nothing about that play looked good. It, it was almost kind of like they were surprised that Aranda had decided to go for it on fourth down. He shouldn't have been because he goes for it a ton. Aaron, did you, when you saw that they were going for it, did you immediately think unnecessary, bad call, or were you excited that they were going for it in that moment? No, I immediately thought, no, I mean, there's, you know, I'm a, numbers guy i'm a huge analytics guy my twitter is stats tell all but as you said there's also situational things that go into it as well and at that point the defense had dominated their offense they hadn't been able to really do anything and if you don't make it it's uh, you know tom described it well it's kind of like a turnover and it gives them momentum and it did and they took it in and, and scored their first touchdown i just think you mentioned how well Isaac Powers was punting the ball. I mean, he was just booming it all all game. If you punt right there, they've got to go probably at least 80 yards, maybe longer if they want to score that touchdown. Instead, they only had to go about 35. So, yeah, I didn't like the call, um, and I'm a go-for-it guy, if that makes any difference. You are a go-for-it guy. I mean, in <laughs> life – and in kind of all around, I've got you as a go-for-it guy. I knew right when um, I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a gopher, but a go-for-it, go-for-it uh, human being. I like that about you. Uh, it is uh, – uh, we've got a lot more from uh, – you'll get to hear from Dave Aranda. You'll even get to hear a little bit from Mac Rhodes. I think Mac Rhodes is going to join us uh, Thursday, okay? I think that's I think I plan like 5-15 Thursday. Okay. Sometimes I don't say things like that, Aaron, because there are people out there. Oh, wait, wait, what day is Mosley having? There's people out there that try to kind of monitor who we have, <laughs> and uh, but I don't really care anymore. You know what I mean? I'm to the point where I'm like, well, that's fine. You want to have who I have on? That's great. I don't care. I just like doing radio. You know, Aaron, I like you and I coming on here. And actually, what do we get paid to do, Aaron? Radio. Okay. We don't get paid to interview people all day. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. It is ESPN Central Texas, and it is time for Campus Confidential. Oklahoma Sooners have a new coach. We tell you who it is next. Ring in the new year with Baylor football in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 champion Bears and the Ole Miss Rebels Saturday, January 1st from New Orleans in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 and the SEC on January 1st in the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. 
Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WELL. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Big 12 champions number seven Baylor is heading to the Sugar Bowl to face number eight Ole Miss on New Year's Day in New Orleans in the Caesar Superdome with a 7:45 kickoff. Six other Big 12 teams are bowling: West Virginia versus Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi in the Liberty Bowl, Kansas State versus LSU in the Texas Bowl, Iowa State and Clemson in the Cheez It Bowl, Oklahoma and Oregon in the Alamo Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl has Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables is Oklahoma's new head football coach. Number five seed Baylor volleyball is headed back to Madison, Wisconsin to take on number 12 seed Minnesota in the region semifinals of the NCAA Volleyball Tournament on Thursday. Monday Night Football has the Patriots and Bills 7-15 kickoff on ESPN. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential. Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. On this Matt Mosley, it is Campus Confidential. We got some college football moves we need to tell you about. I did want to, um, I, I, I wasn't, you know, sometimes I actually try to focus on the task at hand, and I don't always look at my text messages. But Tom Barfield um, of uh, Game Time fame, 7 to 9 a.m. weekdays, was uh, helping me out. Um, Corey Black is the name of that young man. I believe he's like number four. God, good, going to be a really good player for Oklahoma State. Was a great player at Conley. I was asking Tom, I was like, man, what was that guy like at Conley? And they, he and Lark said uh, Corey Black was big time. And um, uh, he uh, he came in there, blocked that kick. Now, Tom will tell you, I was the, somehow, uh, I, 
somebody tipped me off to that, that it was Corey Black. So I was kind of on that story pretty quickly. But then he goes down there and gets the muff kick. Uh, Tristan Ebner muffs the, the punt, and there's Corey Black again. What a great special teams day for a young man from Conley High School. And uh, tremendous uh, effort. And uh, congratulations to uh, Corey Black and, uh, and his family for a tremendous performance at Oklahoma State. All right, uh, it is the time of the day when I turn it over to Aaron Sexton. Aaron, I know we've got some uh, – I know we got some changes in the coaching community you're going to talk about. Yep. Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables is Oklahoma's new head football coach. The university announced today a deal was finalized last night after OU athletic director Joe Castiglione flew to Clemson, South Carolina, to meet with Venables, who, has emerged, who had emerged as the Sooners' top target. Venables flew back to Oklahoma last night and was formally introduced this morning. He's one of the top defensive minds in the college game. It's been a major part of Clemson's championship run over Dabo Sweeney, and he has also a long history at Oklahoma. He was on the Sooner staff from 1999 to 2011 and was co-defensive coordinator from 1999 to 2003, then was defensive coordinator from 2004 to 2011. He was also the Royals Award winner in 2016, as the top assistant coach in college football. And he was the highest paid assistant coach in college football, making $2.5 million annually before taking the Oklahoma job. It used to be something that was kind of fun in the uh, so, some, somewhat early days of the Big 12 when, uh, when he would be over there with one of those Stoops brothers. Which one is that? Not Mark. Which one is uh, at Kentucky? There's Mark. It's Mark at Kentucky, Kentucky yeah. Yeah, Mark's at Kentucky, but so who's that leave us? There's Bob, and then there's the other Stoops brother. Whoever that guy, whoever the other Stoops brother is, um, would uh, would be would be over there with. They were like co-defensive coordinators. They were always like screaming at each other and going crazy on the sideline. Uh, Venables was one of the most. I, I just remember during those some of those Texas OU games. I mean, they were. They, they were just uh, wild. I mean, the, the way they would a- interact over on the sideline. I remember one particular game before he went to Clemson, early in the, the sort of the Bryles when, when Baylor, it was a rare time. Baylor had not ever beaten them at OU. And one of those teams, and I can't, it probably would have been, I can't, I don't know if RG3 beat them there. Anyway, it might have been RG3. They beat them like 48 to 14. And OU you had some cornerback who just got burned over and over and over, and they just kept throwing it out to Terrence or Kendall or whoever it was on those on kind of like bubble screens, and the poor guy couldn't make a tackle, and Venables was losing his mind, and may, and, the, and the other Stoops brother was going crazy too, and um, so uh, it, I uh, I think it's probably a good hire in the sense that they needed someone who understands that culture, loves OU, and that and Venables does. Venables, I think, played maybe at K-State and came up there, but he has long, long history with Bob Stoops. And, and I'll just say, Bob Stoops has a lot more trust and love for Venables than he ever did at Lincoln Riley. I, I've never really talked about this, but that whole Bob Stoops, you know, where he stepped down and let Lincoln Riley – he was he. That was Bob Stoops. He 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 took the high road, but they wanted to make Lincoln the coach in waiting, and Bob Stoops said, "To heck with you." 
I'll just move. I'll just retire. And that's what happened there. That's really what happened behind the scenes. And so I don't know if Bob Stoops ever truly trusted Lincoln Riley, and now he for sure doesn't. So I think at least he trusts Venables. Oklahoma people will rally behind him, and then this O coordinator job becomes very, very important. So, Aaron, let's keep a very a close eye on who, whether they have someone on the current staff or who Venables brings in to call the plays. I mean, I would be trying to hire you-know-who, you but I, I don't want to even say his name. Funny you should mention that. Um, the ESPN is reporting that he plans to hire Ole Miss offensive coordinator Jeff Lebby. That's it. So, and, uh, That's the, it, yeah. The Rebels ranked fourth nationally this season in total offense, 506.7 yards per game. So that looks like it's going to be yeah. the new Oklahoma offensive coordinator, Jeff yeah, Lebby. Yeah, good good for you Aaron I had seen that and kind of forgot but but Jeff Levy used to be uh, that's Art Briles uh, son-in-law and um, he was on the Baylor staff and but he actually uh, sort of played at Oklahoma he tried to play at Oklahoma he had an injury and he had to become like a student coach or something and so Levy does have OU ties and that one makes total sense and Levy's I mean Levy knows Art's offense so that's what he's been raised in so Kendall and Levy are sort of cut from the same cloth and, and have been sort of uh, baptized in the Art Briles, uh, the Art Briles offense. So I, I would say Oklahoma has plenty to be excited about. And other coaching changes, Mario Cristobal is leaving Oregon to become Miami's head football coach. And I don't know how much you've kept up with this, but everything about the head coaching carousel has been crazy this year. But Miami – actually was waiting to make sure that Cristobal took the job before they fired current coach Manny Diaz. And then once he did, they they did. They fired him, but they waited until they made sure. I don't know if they were going to keep him if they couldn't get him to leave Oregon, but he will uh, take the job at Miami uh, with a, a salary in the range of $8 million annually, and Miami will also pay his $9 million buyout at Oregon. He is uh, – he informed Ducks players of his decision at a team meeting earlier today. Just before the meeting, Miami announced the firing of Coach Manny Diaz and the hiring of Cristobal as the new Miami head coach. Many years ago, uh, Aaron, you'll be proud of me. Uh, I, uh, I was an ESPN.com writer and I was pouring myself into that job. And a certain ESPN radio gig came open. And they said... <laughs> The, the current this was a long time ago so hopefully I can tell the story well nobody will know who it was but somebody had gone on vacation and they said if you will take the job we will fire that person while they're on vacation and I I was you know still new to writing for ESPN.com it felt like too much to take on anyway and I turned it down but I also felt really wrong like while somebody was on a vacation to just go ahead and take their job like it just the whole thing felt wrong and so I turned it down and um, what's funny is the person who and they got to do their job another two years and that person in, has ended up in life not you know we, we don't really get along and I've always thought that's that's really unfair I never had the heart to tell them that I could have had their gig <laughs> I just left it alone but anyway that was like 10 years, 10, 15 years ago. So I, I hope I've told that in a way nobody will know who it is. But I will say this, Aaron. Uh, Cristobal, the, um, 
he is a Miami guy. Now, all these guys tend to handle these things in kind of a shady way on the way out. I, I love how Napier handled it. You know, like Louisiana, where is that play? Where is that? Lafayette? Lafayette? I, I, they were all happy for him. And he hung around and coached them in the, in the uh, title game. What is it? Whatever that conference is. Is that the Sun Belt? Whatever it was. He coached them. Was Conference USA? Anyway, he coached them in the championship. And, uh, and then he went to take the Florida job. I mean, that's how you do it. You go out, head, head held high, and everybody's happy for you. I mean, you think Louisiana doesn't understand that they were going to lose Billy Napier at some point? They're happy for him. I mean, they, 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 it makes them look good. We just produced the coach for Florida. And, and, and you got you got this Cristobal, um, or maybe you say it like you do, Aaron. I'm, I'm not even totally sure, but I, I, I say Cristobal. He, 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 uh, he ends up, like, a couple weeks ago going to Miami, and they're saying, oh, he went to visit his mom. Mom's not doing too well. And he's just preparing for Utah. Well, what did they do, Aaron, against Utah? Came out and got their teeth kicked in. Utes just, Utes just beat them like 38 to 10. Nobody even cared about the game because they were worried about the coach. I mean, these teams, I mean, the, the, these, these coaches are all, a lot of them are, sh- are, are shady in the way they do it. I appreciate Aranda. I even appreciate Rule. I mean, Rule was always flirting with other people, but he was kind of upfront about it. He didn't hide it. He said, hey, I, I want to be in the NFL. By the way, now he is. Be careful what you wish for. He just had to fire his offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, the, the young phenom from LSU. They win a national title LSU. Matt Rule takes him to Carolina. Early this season, we're acting like, oh, Matt, Matt Rule and Joe Brady are going to take on the world. Sunday, he fires Joe Brady. He says they gave each other a hug, though, so everything's okay. I mean, he just fired him. <laughs> Guess who his offense coordinator is, his interim offense coordinator is, Aaron? None other than Baylor's own former offense coordinator, Jeff Nixon who had a son who played out at Midway. Is that Will Nixon? And um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, I think that kid went to Nebraska, if I'm not mistaken, uh, out from Midway. But um, that's, uh, that's, that's he's now calling the plays for the Panthers, Jeff Nixon. He was like some, some kind of special offensive assistant with the Panthers. Yeah, Matt, I mean, it's not all it's cooked up to be. NFL's a tough, tough deal. You go from being the boy wonder Oh, my gosh, Matt Rule's the greatest. I mean, I, I think Matt Rule probably should have thought about taking one of these college jobs because it's not going to get any easier. I mean, you're trying to play out the season. You don't have, uh, you don't have the great running back that so everybody always takes in fantasy, and, and you and McCaffrey, and, and you, you've got Cam Newton back there. I mean, that thing's kind of become, gotten away from him. And the reasoning, and Aaron, I'm sorry, I'm kind of hijacking the segment, but the reason uh, they they fired the the uh, uh, the coach, they said that Matt. This is what David Newton, who writes for the Charlotte Observer, I think, or maybe he's with ESPN actually. He he said that Matt wants to run the ball like 30, 33 times a game, and 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 Joe Brady was only running it 16 times. Come on, is that really where we are in football? Do we really approach a game and say, I won't run the ball 33 times? We're going to hand that ball off. I mean, you've got to get to the game and then see what you're allowed to do. You can't run into a brick wall over and over and over again. I mean, maybe, maybe the guy has that story wrong. I, I want to believe that Matt Rule is not out there telling people, I want to run 33 times a game. I mean, that's, 
that's a hard-headed approach. Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, Baylor, you know, Coach Aranda and his staff, they want to run the ball. But what did they do to start the – well, not to start, for most of the Oklahoma State game, for most of the Big 12 championship game, they were throwing the ball all over the field because – in the first game, and they knew in this game that Oklahoma was going to put nine and ten men in the box, and they had to throw the ball even though they're a running team. I mean, you just have to adapt to the situation. You can't go in saying, we've got to run 30 times because you won't be successful. Aaron, did you record the game at home? I did not. The Baylor game? No. Is anybody listening? Did y'all record the game? <laughs> I did not get it recorded. I'm very upset. Uh, I think Barfield did. You think Tom wants me to just drop by his house um, <laughs> and watch that he thing? Said, you think I, he, I, think, I think I heard him say you had an open invitation. You think? I bet he gets in there and deletes the <laughs> broadcast real quickly so I won't come by. I don't think he likes me calling him Barfield. He told me to call him Mr. Barfield. Mr. Tom. I'm going to call him Mr. Tom. Mr. Tom, can I come by and watch the game? Is there anybody out there that would like to watch the game with me that has it recorded? Uh, text in 254-662-1660 to the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. I bet Roy Nash, if he's listening, he would like to watch. Sean Hunt, uh, Mike Mosel over at the Baylor Club, I th- he likes me. I'm just trying to think of some of our sponsors. If if, uh, if Joe Nesbitt or Brian Fonville have it recorded, I think they would have me over to the house. We could have that, uh, we could have like some kind of contest. Watch a game with Mosley. We already have a train trip with Mosley contest <laughs> that people – didn't Dave want to be a part of that thing? He did, yes. He, he said sign him up for the train trip with Mosley. Uh, okay. Now, what would people be more excited about, uh, a train trip with Mosley or watching a game with Mosley? All right, let's, uh, let's put that out there. Golly, I love – Aaron, I love doing this. I love just ripping it up, chopping it up. That's what we get paid to do, man. Just try to entertain people. I don't know if we're doing it. They may not be entertained. Uh, CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. Does anybody have the game recorded? And would you like me to come to your house and watch the game with you? Or would that be like weird? JR I mean, JR yeah. on the CNC Collision text yeah. line said he would just so he could hear the Mosley name drop again. I guess with you there, it'd make Ooh. it extra special. Did JR hear it? I hope JR heard it. Yeah, I told uh, I told Tom in the press. I said, "Yeah, I just heard they said my name on ABC." And I thought Tom would be all excited for me. Aaron, Tom just kind of <laughs> really kind of <laughs> shook his head. He just I don't know if he was ex- as excited as other people were. Oh, Lark was over there giving me a thumbs up. Lark and I have become extremely close, and I think it's I think it's making people uncomfortable. But uh, Lark is, I, from what I understand, Lark will be in New Orleans as well. We cannot do the Office of Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show without Lark Smith, and Lark will be reading scores that day because there will be some games before the Sugar Bowl, so we'll turn it over to Lark, and then Lark will start reading those scores. Have you ever heard, Aaron, I know you do that scoreboard show with him. Doesn't Lark do a nice job, like, giving scores? He does. He's a, he, he was a great broadcast partner. He made my job really easy when we were doing the scoreboard show. Do I make your job easy? Don't answer that, Aaron. It is the Matt Mosley <laughs> Show, ESPN Central Texas at 520. We'll hear a little bit from Dave Aranda. All right, Dave had some cool things to say after the game. We'll let you hear some of that. We'll do that 520, but next, 
It is my old friend, Kevin Longquist, one of my oldest friends in the business, and he's from Rivals. He's from Baylor Rivals, and uh, he's going to help us out tremendously. And by the way, in the midst of all of this, we got like an early signing period coming up. I mean, that's coming up quickly. And we got to kind of get the latest on that is, does the Big 12 title, will that get the Bears any late-minute, last-minute flips? Can we flip some of these TCU kids? Can we flip some of these pokes? We talk about it with Longquist next. High school football on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Class 2A Division II state semifinals as the Mark Panthers take on the Beavers of Fall City. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me this Friday night as the Mark Panthers meet Fall City. Our broadcast begins at 6.30 with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7 o'clock. Don't miss the state semifinals. It's Mart in Fall City, and it's this Friday night at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. Genco has extended their offer till the end of the year. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. You can't pass on rates this low and make no payments for 90 days. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rates subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA, equal housing lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Good Feet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. 
Tis the season, and it's tamale season at La Fiesta and Way Cool Tacos in Waco. Choose from delicious pork or chicken tamales, great for Christmas parties or Christmas dinner. Available in 6 or 12 count. Available at both Way Cool Tacos and La Fiesta. Need a stocking stuffer? Purchase a $25 gift card and receive $5 off your future food purchase. Available at Way Cool Village Pizzeria in Union Hall and La Fiesta on Franklin Avenue in Waco. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas from the La Fiesta family. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Rolling through a Monday. Bears are Big 12 champions. We do have none other than Kevin Longquist on the line. Kevin, we were just doing something. I think you would um, you would enjoy this. It, it, it may be kind of a new promotion on the station a chance to watch a game, and I, we could do maybe a basketball game or a football game, watch a game with Mosley. Uh, now, Kevin, as a guy who has spent a little time in the press box with me, would that be like a punishment, you think, to our listeners, or or do you think that would be an enjoyable experience? I Occasionally, I'll wander over to where you are in the press box and spend some time <laughs> with you. And, uh, Kevin, okay. do you find are, – are you able to be as productive – when I am over there kind of visiting with you during a ball game. So which answer do you want? You want the radio <laughs> answer or do you want the real answer? <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, no, actually, if you watch a game with Matt, you'd get a lot out of it. I, I honestly say that. Now, you would have to enter at your own risk, but at the same time, I think uh, Matt would be a great uh, observer to, so that you could learn some things from him. So I, well, you and I watched many Rangers games back in the uh, – mid to late nineties and then beyond that. So, and of course we saw a few Baylor games this year as well. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that we could, uh, that you could share with uh, your audience. That would be a great help to them. Now, you know, you, you, I have to bring this up. I've never brought this up with you. You once told my buddy, Todd Wills and your buddy too, uh, early in my radio career in Dallas, uh, and, and, and Todd broke your confidence. It told me what you'd said. you, this was after the Arlington days when we'd spent several years together, and I guess right. I'd been over to Morning News, and, and Todd Wills tells me, he says, yeah, Longquist says that you've gotten very cocky. I always love that. But here's the thing. I, I would say that I probably would need to look in the mirror, look in the mirror as well for, for – uh, uh-huh. Doing that for saying that, since uh, I think all of us in this industry, you know, let's be honest here, we all kind of feel pretty pretty valued about our opinions about what we think <laughs> about things, and even if we're wrong, we're still going to try and kick the can down the road and say, "Well, see, it was because of this versus yeah. that." But I am going to come out and say that I did pick Baylor to beat Oklahoma State twenty three to twenty, and I said Spencer Sanders is going to do some things in this game that are going to allow the Bears to win this game. And here we are with four interceptions in the Bears. Really, you know, Matt, we can talk about the Jerron McVay play that uh, – Jerron McVay play that saved the game, of course. 
But really, maybe this game was won from the standpoint that the Bears' defense made two other goal line stands that held the, the Cowboys to six points rather than touchdowns. I mean, that, that was huge. That obviously set up McVay's play that saved it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like that you brought that up after the game. I thought that was a good angle because I think you're right that if they score touchdowns on even one of those drives, we're talking probably about yeah. a different outcome. Now, of course, right. Baylor, you know, missed two field goals. I mean, that kid's been sure. great all year, and they get one yeah. block by the Conley. That's a Waco Conley kid, Corey Black, blocks it. Right. And then Ebner's back there dropping. You know, did you notice after, you know, Treston's had a great career. I'm just so glad, aren't you, that we can't blame today because think about all the people we could point a finger at. We'd be, oh, if, yeah. if Baylor loses that game, we're saying Ebner muffs the punt. We're saying the kid misses the two field goals, one blocked, and one he just pushes left on a 39-yarder. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around. Also, Dave Aranda. I mean, we're pointing yeah, our – we're saying, hey, Dave, what you doing, buddy? We're on the, uh, Bears are on their own 36. You're up 21-6. Yeah. Why, why wake a sleeping dog? I mean, Bears right, are playing think- really good defense. I mean, I did, – did, did you um, – what did you I, – I asked Aaron this earlier. What, Kevin, in that moment that I know it wasn't out of character for him. I get all that. But in right. that moment, sometimes in my, my point earlier was you have to kind of watch the game in front of you. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I get that I get that they like going for it, but sometimes you have to kind of watch what's happening in front of you and adjust. What was your gut feeling when you saw Baylor line up to go for it on their own 36? Well, I didn't like it. I didn't agree with it at all. I thought they should have punted it. And uh, I think the one thing about and here's where the analytics where everyone, and I'm not saying that Dave and his staff are slave to analytics, but this is where analytics can get you into trouble versus the feel for the game and how it's flowing and pinning and putting Oklahoma State in a really difficult spot. I understand the move to go for it because if you get the first down and you're able to move it down and perhaps you at least kick a field goal or whatever, you're up 24 to 6 and you've made it a three-score game, and you've made it really, really difficult for the Cowboys. But there's that high-risk, high-reward part of it, and there was the high-risk part where they failed at it, and then they gift-wrapped field position for the Cowboys. It's you know this, That goes back to, Matt, what we've talked about, where football is still a field position game, and that's where the Bears got in trouble with that. And, of course, you, know, it, it's, you, you can also talk about you know, the other things that went wrong, too, especially in the fourth quarter, because – you know, Blake got Blake Shaven got beat up. I don't know how well how physically well he was to finish that game. I mean, he was he kind of sauntered into the post game press conference a little bit woozy, and I, I don't blame him because he got beat up pretty bad. But then here's the other thing: the offense had one total yard in the fourth quarter. Think about that one yard, and they still found a way to win it. Yeah, I, I, that that's a good point. I mean, it was all didn't it almost seem like the the thing got flipped from what happened in Stillwater. Yeah. I mean, like mm-hmm. they they, yeah. they come out and they're they're on fire in that first half, and um, Shapen was unbelievable. I mean, I, oh. I, I he, he I mean there he was. Now, by the way, take me back a little bit. Shape so Shapen start seventeen for seven. I mean, he he, he make connects on his first seventeen passes or seventeen right. in a row, whatever it was, and and it was like the the Big Twelve uh, record for a quarterback. I mean, I I I you got I got to say, Kevin. It says a lot about that kid that I don't think the Baylor fandom, like when he trotted out there, and of course they tried to make it like Gary might play, and I think we kind of thought Gary might still be limited and all that kind of stuff. I think 
I think Baylor people felt okay. I mean, kind of like, you know, usually you'd be like, golly, we're going to battle without our number one guy. And Gary's had a tremendous mm-hmm. season. But right. I got the I got the feeling that the Baylor fans, they see number 12 go trotting out there, and they're just fine. I mean, it's just well, like, hey, we got to – I mean, that's what's weird is Baylor had – honestly, Spencer Sanders, OSU would have been better off starting their backup quarterback. They really would have. <laughs> Ellingsworth, yeah. You know, if you think about it, I think the confidence in Shapin obviously started when he came in in the second quarter, late in the second quarter at Kansas State, finished the game very ably. Uh, you know, obviously he got away with a couple of throws at Texas Tech, or against Texas Tech, rather, but still was able to lead the team to a victory, 27 points, and the hot start that he got off to was some pretty high-percentage throws, but then some really great-looking balls. Uh, the ones to uh, Thornton and, of course, the one to uh, Estrada in the end zone, those, those, a pair of those touchdown passes. I thought that he just handled things very, very well. And even when he get, went into that funk at the end of the second quarter and into the third quarter, I thought that he still found a way to, to fight through it. And I think that's a credit to him because I think he finished what completing his last four or five in a row, even though they weren't high percentage throws. But I also think, too, that he just – he remained confident in how he was running things, even though, again, the offense had what? I know I mentioned the one-yard uh, one total offense in the fourth quarter. Well, they have, I think, 38 for the entire second half. And I made the comment to somebody, too, Matt, that this game against the Cowboys, kind of, the second half, reminded me of the second half against Iowa State. They get out to the big lead, they, and then the offense just kind of stops. And then they, they get very few yards, and this is where the – complimentary football that Dave likes to talk about where each side picks each other up. And that's where the defense really came through in the second half. Of course, what I think uh, Sanders has thrown 12 interceptions this year and seven of them have come uh, by the bears. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah. just, talking to Kevin Longquist from rivals and uh, that, that, he's got some great stuff that he puts out there. Kevin, do you, um, did you sense that um, um, I, I, they were kind of joking about the fact that they couldn't really be out on the road recruiting because they were getting ready for the Big 12 title game? So in, in some sense, they, they, they lost a, a week there. But I would think that winning the Big 12 title more than makes up for anything they would have lost from not being out on the road. As you sort of uh, – people look to you for to get a sense of how this <laughs> recruiting thing's going – Aranda was in Dallas yesterday because we know that because when he did that uh, right. news conference, he had pulled over in a Burger King parking lot, he said, in Dallas. Um, do, you, do you feel like the Bears could flip anybody or will there be – do you think there will be any surprises down the stretch here uh, for this early, uh, early signing period? Well, okay, so they're at 18. They actually got a tight end commitment uh, today uh, out of Houston Stratford. And uh, he's a 2023, and I think. But as far as the 2022 class is concerned, you know they have uh, they have 18. Matt, you know the NSC Sledge, the defensive end from Monroe, Louisiana, from Neville. You know he decommitted about two three weeks ago, and they were in to see him I think today. And I think they feel like they still got a shot at him. And I, and of course he took an OV to Oklahoma State a few weeks ago, but I don't think they've given up on him. And but keep in mind too that even if they finish with 18, um, I, I still think that they'd be in a pretty good position here. Now, the one I still – there's a couple of guys that I think that they still have to worry about, kind of like your Jordan Neighbors, the wide receiver from Rockwall Heath, as well as, uh, you know, uh, 
he, he just kind of, you know, because the fact that James Blanchard found him, and I'm a little bit nervous about that because I think he's going to take an OV to Tech here fairly soon. And so I'm a little bit gun-shy about what that's going to mean because if they lose him, then that's a really big loss on the wide receiver side of things too. So I think those are a couple of things that they've got to that they've got to be careful of in terms of trying to keep this class together. The, the main th- the main thing about this, Matt, is making sure that you keep your class together. It's a really good looking group, of course, as we know, but they have to just make sure that they you know keep fortifying these these relationships. You know, the other one to kind of watch too is going to be Kyler Jordan out of Lubbock Cooper. He's still playing. He's in the state semifinals this week. You know, Lubbock kid and has this great relationship with. Joey McGuire, I think that's still going to be uh, a fight out there. Actually, you know, last week, you know, we talked about where the coaches were, you know, at home, but actually Aranda went out to Lubbock, uh, snuck out there for a day last Thursday, I think it was, to go see him. So that was kind of an important move. And I think when you bring your head coach out there, I think that kind of tells you the, the value and how the urgency that Baylor feels about trying to keep him. And so those are things that you've got to keep. I, I feel like they're in pretty good shape with everybody else in the class. But, again, neighbors, you know, Jordan, and then maybe trying to get NSC Sledge back into the class would be the three names to just kind of watch as we uh, wind down the stretch. Can they flip anybody? I think that kind of depends on, mm-hmm. you know, if, if kids are open and if they're still just not sure of where they're going to be. You know, I, that, that'll, that'll take some time over the next couple of weeks uh, about all that. I, I hope Dave and Joey had a chance to have breakfast or something while he was out there in <laughs> Lubbock. That would have been nice. Okay, last thing. I, I'm going to check your trivia. Name the two most famous quarterbacks to ever uh, come out of Houston Stratford High School. Who would that be? Oh, you should yeah, get these. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail that. No, I'm going to fail it. No, so you just Why? tell me. I'm not even going to answer. I'm bad at trivia, Matt. I'm telling you. I'm bad but at no, it. No, no, no. Just think real quick. Stratford in Houston. I'll just I'll just open no. it wide open. Who are the most famous uh, college players to ever come out of Houston Stratford High School? Oh gosh, man! Why do you do this to me? Um, all right, all right. Uh, you want me to help you? Yeah, one, just, one of just one, one of them was the first now. was the first overall pick for the Colts. You know, and played for a while. Good player, Andrew Luck. Okay, Andrew um, Luck. Yeah, and thank then you. one okay. one went to the University of Houston where he was a star quarterback. Who would that okay. have been? That's David Klingler. Oh, David Klingler. Oh, yeah, David Klingler. I remember that's and, David. And, so, uh, uh, part of the 95 points down to the Astrodome in 1989. But don't worry about that. And, and, so. and one was a running back for your SMU Mustangs. Oh, uh, Craig James. Okay, thank you. Goodness, if you didn't get okay. that one. If okay. you didn't get that oh, okay. one, you were in major, major <laughs> trouble. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Of course, uh, that was a little Cap- bit before my time, but still. Yeah, yeah. You weren't there for the death penalty. You came. You came a couple of years after that, but uh, you saw some of the aftermath of all of that, all that business. Okay. It is the Matt most. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Longquist, we appreciate you. Okay, good stuff as always, and we reserve the right to call you again soon. I'll look forward to it, Matt. Take care. All my best. There he goes. Kevin Longquist from Rivals. All right. He's good. At Sikkim Sports is one place you can follow him. And then at Baylor Rivals, I think, is where he puts his, like, more personal kind of stuff. I don't know why he didn't just call that one at Kevin Longquist, but whatever. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, uh, not conceded. Uh, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show, uh, Aaron Sexton alongside. We roll into the 5 o'clock hour. We got some good stuff from... 
Coach Aranda from the game the other day. We continue to talk about the Big 12 champion, Baylor Bears. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. After the weekend off to recharge their batteries, the boys prepare for a crucial NFC matchup on the road at Washington. Details after this. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. The Cowboys return to work today after a well-deserved weekend off following last Thursday's win in New Orleans. Linebacker Micah Parsons, who's already set a new team record for most sacks by a rookie with 10, knows this is the crucial stretch of the season. You got five games left. There's stuff to be done within them five games. I don't think it's time for me to sit on my couch and start smiling, eating Cheetos just yet. I'm trying to do something way bigger than what anybody else uh, thought we could do this year. So that's what I'm focused on. Yesterday, Washington edged the Raiders and Philly beat the Jets, so the Cowboys with a record of 8-4 and four, enter the coming weekend's crucial matchup at Washington with a two-game lead in the division over Washington and a two-and-a-half game lead over the Eagles. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight and not quite as windy. Low temperatures falling to 36 degrees. Tomorrow we start with a few clouds otherwise becoming mostly sunny. Highs top out at 64 and mostly sunny on Wednesday. Much warmer and again well above normal with a high of 75. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. Hey, Chrissy, it's Leo. We're going to need some backup on Friday night, okay? Leo's limos needs to say I do to four commercial drivers. You booked another wedding on Saturday? Before wedding season. No, no, no. I'll make it work. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial, come by and see what makes them different. Big 12 champions number 7 Baylor is heading to the Sugar Bowl to face number 8 Ole Miss on New Year's Day in New Orleans in the Caesar Superdome with a 745 kickoff. Six other Big 12 teams are bowling West Virginia versus Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi in the Liberty Bowl, Kansas State versus LSU in the Texas Bowl, Iowa State and Clemson in the Cheese It Bowl, Oklahoma and Oregon in the Alamo Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl has Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables is Oklahoma's new head football coach. Number 5 seed Baylor Volleyball is headed back to Madison, Wisconsin to take on number 12 seed Minnesota in the region semifinals of the NCAA Volleyball Tournament on Thursday. Monday Night Football has the Patriots and Bills 7-15 kickoff on ESPN. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. to this uh, documentary right now. It's on Apple TV. No, it's on Disney Plus is actually what it's on. And it's, uh, it is called Get Back. And it's a documentary of them trying to put a sh- live show together in 1969. And in the middle of it, um, George Harrison just quits the band. Then they convince him to come back. It's the dangest thing I've ever seen. I always thought like Yoko Ono, I, I just assumed, I mean, I'd read so much over the years that she broke the band up. And she may have had something to do with it. But, but the, the documentary is literally, you just get the eavesdrop on their conversation, private conversations, to the point where they, when they went to lunch to have a private conversation, they put a hidden mic in so you could hear John Lennon and Paul McCartney talking about, like, how to keep the band together in 1969. Like, I, that's, Aaron, you're, it's, it's so awesome. That's pretty cool, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I haven't been able to sleep since I got back from overseas. I'm having big time. In fact, at the CNC Collision Center uh, text line, if you have any remedies, I've tried melatonin. Last night I did um, Benadryl. Uh, I've, I've done Ambien. Like, I, if you have any, like, homespun-type remedies, I, I'm struggling. I really am. I, I went to bed at 6 this morning. You know, and there's poor t- Tom's trying to get a hold of me. And he's probably like, why is Mo-? it's like, you know, 8.30 or 9 this morning. He's probably thinking, why is Mosley not answering? Well, it's because I went to bed at, like, 6.30 a.m. I cannot go to sleep. It's the worst. But I've been watching this documentary all night. Maybe that has something to do with it. And you said that's Apple TV? No, Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to check that yeah. out. I have yeah, both. Yeah, you got so. to. Yeah, yeah, try that out. Well, kind of a flex by you <laughs> That's here. right. I got <laughs> both. I got both. <laughs> um, it, is, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show with Aaron Sexton. Aaron, I understand, uh, and we're going to listen to a little bit of Dave Aranda uh, if you're just you know driving home now, obviously a lot of the talk has been about that final play. Jaron McVay saves the day. A lot of great plays in that game. A lot of I mean, what about I mean, think about all those guys. Matt Jones. I mean, I, I mean, number you know number fifty two. Think about it. He got he he got in trouble for the way he handled himself up in Stillwater at the end of that game. And I thought he played really well. Then he kind of – we didn't see as much of him for a while. And he makes an enormous interception in that game. Spencer Sanders just threw the ball, you know, threw the ball to the Bears a lot. So we'll hear a little bit from Dave Aranda. But, Aaron, I understand the CNC Collision Center text line. The um, we got a lot of folks who are interested in the watching the game with Mosley promotion <laughs> that we have going. Now, Tom Barfield's been watching these games next to me. 
I think Tom would tell you I, I have a tendency just to get up and leave for long periods of time. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I promise, though, if we do this, I will not leave the premises. I'll stay there and watch the game. Aaron, do we have some interest in this? Grant and Belton, he met you, Tom, and Lark at the uh, tailgate show for uh, the Texas State game. He said okay. you're welcome to watch it with him. And Ben H. and Waco said that y'all could go hit some balls first, go have a, get around the golf in, and then watch the game. So you got a couple of pretty good offers there. That sounds like Ben Hagen's. I may know that may be that may be my buddy Ben Hagen's, uh, who uh, he's, he's a big, he, he played <laughs> golf at uh, Baylor. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. And uh, Ben Hagen's, Trey Hagen's, big time Baylor folks right there. Trey's like some kind of senior executive over at Baylor. So anytime we talk about him, we got to be very careful, uh, Aaron, because he has a direct line to the new dean of the of the Handcammer School of Business. So we have to be very on the up and up anytime we discuss Trey Hagen. But Ben, we can really say anything about him. All right, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. I think Tom Barfield's gonna gonna stop by like 5:35. We'll chop it up a little bit and talk about the game uh, from the other day and. Uh, we all we we need to get Lark on too. Just get all three of us on. That's that's the uh, the pregame show that we do, and then we'll do one from New Orleans. So this will be very exciting, and um, you know you'll have we'll have opportunities for people out there that want to partner with us for that New Orleans uh, trip and all that kind of thing. I think you'll have some opportunities for that. So uh, let us know. Let us know if you're uh, interested in that. You'll be getting a call. Uh, Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, this was. Uh, this was pretty cool to uh, to hear Aranda um, and and just everything he had to say after that game and he had a chance to uh, did did you see Aaron some of the shots after the game like where they stopping and everybody on the sidelines going nuts and everybody celebrating and Aranda's just sitting there and his his expression never changes of course Baylor still had one play to run and he. Uh, he didn't even crack a smile. He just stood there. I mean, it's kind of amazing when you watch his reaction. Aaron, did you see some of that? Did you see? Oh, did absolutely. You see Dave? He's, yeah, he's wasn't that funny? So stoic. Just, yeah. just uh, same expression before and after that play when I was jumping up and down and screaming. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Tom and I were up there, kind of hitting each other, like, "Wow!" I mean, it was just such a crazy ending, and um, I, I was ready to kind of let out a little yelp, but. Uh, but I, I was sitting there surrounded by some uh, some Stillwater, some Oklahoma State radio people. I didn't want to show too much. You know, you got to be careful up there in the press box. You'll get in trouble. Um, this is Dave Aranda talking about the end of the game. I mean, there's no timeouts left. And so I'm I'm fortunate that, that it worked out that way. I think it was pretty um, – there it was pretty um, frantic on the sideline in terms of you couldn't hear – just in the headset, you couldn't hear. And so I think, um, you know, the, I think defensively we thought it was 11 personnel on the field. And so there's a call that went in for that personnel. And it ended up being a tight end instead of a, another receiver. It was 12 personnel. And so the call, you can play it versus that call, but there's a, there's a little bit more to, to do with it. And generally we don't do that. And so I think, you know, Terrell noticed that right away, tried to call timeout. We didn't have one. You know, and so then we're yelling and screaming, and they're not hearing us. So they were coming on to see what we were yelling and screaming. So they come on over. We say, "Go back out." I'm, I'm glad it all worked out. 
Yeah, I'm glad it's not like basketball where <clears throat> they penalize you for now they would only been able to move the ball like a you know, half yard or whatever or half, you know, a couple of feet. I I mean, I wow. That I mean that was unbelievable. I mean, uh, Bernard's trying to call a timeout down there and they don't have one. And and, and obviously you remember the uh, the infamous Chris Weber You'll call a timeout when he didn't have one. It's a technical foul at the end of that Michigan game. Uh, that infamous ending to that game. Was that Michigan-Duke? I guess it was. But um, I, 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 I'm so glad. Apparently, the ruling on that is if you don't have one, they just uh, – the refs, it's kind of like in NFL. If you're out of timeouts and you try to take one, I think you, there is a call for delay a game, but they're, they're supposed to just ignore you. The refs are supposed to ignore it. In this instance, they did kind of stop it for a second. That was kind of a messy ending, and that's fascinating to hear Dave talk about Dave Aranda that they just didn't they they didn't have the right personnel, so they had they did they kind of had the wrong defense. I mean, honestly, there's only so much you can do right there on the uh, on the sideline. Now, this is Dave Aranda discussing. Um, what you know, talking about uh, Jaron McVeigh, he was able to accomplish. I think, I think with Jaron, there's like if it's a, if it's a Monday practice and we want to be able to have a full speed practice, and um, you know we don't have any helmets on or shoulder pads, and you know I think earlier in the year it was a struggle to, um, to get a full speed practice. I think when you're dressed in that gear, a lot of times people will look at that as a walkthrough, so you kind of have to coach that and fight that. And we were able to get that done throughout the year. Now, a guy that always did it the right way was Jaron. You know, um, when we wanted to have a Thursday practice and, um, you know, we wanted to try to get 20 miles per hour, you know, we wear our GPS and we wanted to on our on kickoff and kickoff return and kind of hit those speeds. And um, we felt it was, a, it was a good spacing between that that moment in the game we're about to play on Saturday, uh, it was a challenge to get guys to do that. McVeigh was always one that did. And so I think we all have people like that in our lives that, that no matter what it is, it, he's going to do it right and going to do it with a smile on his face and it's just always there. I think sometimes you overlook people like that. And uh, just when you see the, the ball rolling out and you see him in pursuit, you feel good that it was him. Felt good it was him. I felt good it was him, and um, that's pretty cool, Aaron. I mean, that's pretty amazing to think, you know, all, all that he was saying. You know, they put those GPS monitors. I mean, that's the thing about Randa. You know, you get – I'm sure um, – and maybe it, he wouldn't have been as expansive as they lost the game, but most times, win or lose, he, he, he'll get into great detail. And Jaron McVeigh was just a guy who had that kind of approach. So, I think uh, – I, I just think so much of these players – I really do. McVeigh made big plays. Uh, Boogie Barnes made some big plays in the game. I appreciate um, a guy who had like 31 or 37 straight starts um, in in uh, uh, Raleigh Tejada. You know, for whatever reason, Raleigh's kind of fallen out of favor. He's fallen out of the rotation. But he's, he's a tremendous young man who has made a single-digit guy for a reason. He's had like three or four different coordinators, three or four different head coaches, I mean, they, they convinced him to return. I mean, some people have thought he would be an NFL-type player, and, um, and I don't know. I mean, they basically didn't put him in the game the other day, and I, I, don't, I don't know why, 
but he's a tremendous young man. And, uh, and, and again, guys like that that came back, Petrie, Ebner, all those. There's a lot of guys that could have gone on, could have moved elsewhere. You know, love it. And, again, I don't hold it against him. Love it transferred. I guess he went to Penn State, was it? And um, love it in Ebner last year just kind of disappeared at some point during the season. I mean, it, I mean, it was a weird, weird deal. And they were allowed to come back on the team. And uh, Ebner's been a great team guy. So, anyway, I think the world of a lot of these guys, and I just wanted to say something about Tejada because um, I really uh, love the Tejada family and, uh, and, think, and think the world out of, Ra- of Raleigh. Oh, good. Let's talk to him. Let's talk to him, and then uh, is that okay, Aaron? Can we can we talk to Tom? Then we'll uh, we'll yeah. take a, take a couple of breaks after that. Is that fine? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, good, good. Just producing on the fly. Golly, Tom's early. I, I thought we were going to talk to him at five thirty-five, but Tom Barfield, the, everything stops down when this man is on the uh, is on the horn. And uh, has Tom entered the studio, or is Tom like out in the field right now? Tom, give us your location. I I'm at the. Uh grocery store <laughs> which now where do you like to shop do you are you an heb that is a obviously what central texans uh, uh mostly know or do you have a different grocery store you go to i'm at the local uh community grocery store i'm at brookshire's in robinson oh. texas yeah i love the brookshire's brothers in fact uh in fact uh, they that brookshire's was a big player where i grew up in kaufman texas we used to love the deli and I used to love getting some of those potato boats that they had. They had some great potatoes. And uh, yeah. that was my first experience with a deli counter and having the ability to go get a sandwich right there. You know, I'd never been to a grocery store where you could do that. Um, now that's commonplace. But Brookshire's introduced us to that in Kaufman, Texas. Um, uh, so uh, Tom's over there doing, taking care of the grocery list. Tom, uh, I, I was telling the story earlier today, and thank you for the help, by the way. The young man, Corey Black, uh, had a big-time game for the, the Pokes and uh, uh, blocked a kick, blocked a field goal, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, a muff punt that he recovered from Conley High School, and that was pretty cool. But, Tom, think about this. Think about all the, the goats, so to speak. Now we think a goat is the greatest of all time. We used to think a goat is something else. Yeah. We would have been pointing our finger today. If they lose that game, we're, we're, we're after the kicker for missing those field goals. We're after Aranda for going for it on his own 36. <clears throat> I mean, there's there's a lot of finger-pointing that could have been going on with uh, Ebner for muffing that punt. And uh, because of that play by Mr. McVeigh, um, all, all sins are forgiven. I don't want to get too religious here. But, Tom, we're having a way different discussion today than we would have been having. And it was chaos, to say the least, at the end of the football game with – Baylor trying to get the correct personnel on the football field and, and, and all of that stuff. And it, it, it was just a bizarre conclusion to a football game. I, I went back and we talked about it this morning on Game Time. That's the award winning program heard seven to nine every weekday morning. Uh, but we were talking about it. You had the punt. The punt's beautiful. Puts you at the 10. They got to go 90. They go 89 and three quarters. Then you have the crazy play at the end. L- look at the, the, the flow of that football game. In the last three and a half minutes, Matt, it was just a, it was just a crazy football game. But man, was it delicious to watch! I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, it, it was just so much fun. Yeah, well, that hot dog you polished off uh, about early third quarter looked pretty delicious to me. And um, I tell you what, I, I showed great restraint, by the way. Lark had yes, a, a, a wonderful uh, plate of nachos. 
Um, I also showed great restraint. I was eyeing those uh, the Officer Butler alumni. Was kind enough to uh, be partners with us in our uh, our game day live program that we do at those games. I mean, we do it from those venues. And no chorizo that Bubba's 33 was serving breakfast tacos. I got so excited. And you and Lark go, no man, we uh, we got to get on over to the stadium. I mean, it was I was I was so downcast. I desperately wanted one of those tight. In fact, uh, well, I'm an I, early I, bird, Matt, I, oh. and, and it was two hours till kickoff, and I that's know, late. I know. I know, but we went over there, and I promise you that Bubba's 33. I don't want to. I don't want to start a controversy, but I would favor the Bubba's 33 to to, to the offering we had in the uh, at Jer- what Jerry served us in AT&T Stadium. I just wanted to give a shout out to our friends from Bubba's 33. I loved what they had, and I can't wait to see what the Office of Baylor alumni does. And, Tom, I just kind of wanted to get people kind of excited. Are I, they traveling I, with this, Matt? We, who's that, Bubba's? Bubba's 33. They traveled to AT&T Stadium. I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, let's bring them to New Orleans. They're good luck. And uh, I'd love to have Bubba's 33. And that GM uh, I've become kind of pals with. I saw him after the game. He had his Baylor gear on. Uh-huh. He was at the game. I like that guy a lot. Um, Tom, I understand, and I know we can't announce all our final details, but we're loading up the van, and you and I and Lark are thinking about heading to Bourbon Street, heading to New Orleans, and uh, man, that's I'm I'm excited. Are you getting excited? There's no question. We're we're going to have a great time. We will. Uh, we're we're going to be there. Our regular programs, uh, game day live, uh, seven to nine. Uh, John Morris three to four, and the Matt Mosley show four to six Thursday afternoon, and Friday afternoon. And then on Saturday, we will have game day live or game. T- yeah, game day live. <laughs> I get confused. I've been up a long time. Uh, that's going to come your way. What? Three uh, thirty in the afternoon. And then the uh, the count, then, then uh, the tailgate show at five thirty. And then at seven forty five, it's the kick. So our Saturday, what our Saturday normally looks like is going to be exactly what we're going to have for you uh, on Saturday, January the 1st, 2022 at the. 87th annual All-State Sugar Bowl. It, it will be exactly the same as if we were in Touchdown Alley. All right. Well, you sound good. You must be on the tie line or something. I mean, you sound I'm ti- like you're I'm, in I, you studio know, technology. or something. It's technology. I'm, I'm on the tie line from yeah. the front seat of my truck yeah. waiting to go in and, and, and buy my potato wedges. I mean, those potato boats or whatever they are, wedges, those big things. I used to get those, and then they had some shrimp. You get over there and get some, some like uh, they've already been peeled. The shrimp they used to have. I got. I just remember as a kid being so excited about that deli canner. Brookshire's does a good job. That's uh, that's uh, that Brookshire's family. Those are good people. In fact, they're married into the Feather family, Bob and Carolyn Feather. But I won't take you down that path. Okay. Um, I, I would talk to you all day, but you keep me on this schedule where I have to take breaks at a very certain time. And if I don't do it, Aaron will actually holler at me. In fact, he did it the other day, Tom. I meant to call you and, and lodge a complaint. Uh, all right, Tom, have a good day and, uh, and and go get your groceries, okay? All right, all right. You guys have a good one. Thanks. All my best. There he goes. Tom Barfield from the grocery store over at, community, uh, over at uh, Brookshire's. They do a really good job. The Brookshire's brothers are uh, that's a good family. Russell and could almost name them if I thought hard enough about it, but they got locations, Salado, Belton, Temple, Waco area, Robinson. Uh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Should they sponsor us now, Aaron, since I did all that? Um, it, it's uh, ESPN Central Texas. 
And we're coming up. We're getting close to the dismount. We got some more on the Baylor, the Big 12 champs. It's next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's Deborah Check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football, the 2021 Big 12 Conference champions now headed to New Orleans in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Follow the Bears to New Orleans and the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear Football, ESPN Central Texas. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football back from Arlington where they won a thrilling Big 12 championship game Saturday over Oklahoma State, 21-16 the final score. The Cowboys were driving for a touchdown that would have given them the lead in the final seconds, but a fourth down stop by the Baylor defense led by Jaron McVay gave the Bears the victory over the Cowboys. 21-16 the final score, Baylor with the fourth 11-win season in program history. Here's Baylor head coach Dave Aranda. It has been a, um, a real treasure for me to just to see the growth of our team and uh, off the field and how that relates to on the field so that we can win those, those, those hard-to-win games. And um, you know, I think today was an example of it, but there's been so many. I think you know, the off-the-field um, you know, philosophy battles of this is how we believe, this is how, this is how we think, this is how we, um, we do these things, I think really led to this. Um, because you are unified and there's no, um, you know, the, the, the inside stuff that maybe you're kind of hiding or pretending has to come out. And I appreciate all those guys um, in that next room for doing that. I think it led to this. Dave Aranda and the Bears, now number seven in the college football playoff poll, revealed yesterday, headed to New Orleans for the second time in three years to play in the All-State Sugar Bowl. The game is Saturday, January 1st. The Bears matched against the Ole Miss Rebels. Also from the weekend, Baylor Volleyball wins their first two matches in the NCAA tournament. They advance to the regional round in a matchup with Minnesota coming up this Thursday. Baylor basketball, men's and women's, both win on Saturday. The men coast to a 99-54 win over Arkansas Pine Bluff. 
The women win in a nail-biter over Missouri 70-68, to the final score. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at Pioneer boys.com well it's that time again the most wonderful time of the year and just like most of us the foundation doctors thinking about home and family hey dad hi jay what you working on i'm building a gingerbread house that's cool why's the door so crooked and why is your chimney leaning like that i guess my house needs the foundation doctor <laughs> you're such a goofy kid is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs> the flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. To celebrate State Farm's surprisingly great rates, we gave this song surprisingly great lyrics. I love that rate of my new ride. State Farm will in the stars line. I booked my home in auto policies. I switched and saved, now I feel great. Gonna tell the world I can't wait. Baby, State Farm has the perfect picture I need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. Big 12 champions number 7 Baylor is heading to the Sugar Bowl to face number 8 Ole Miss on New Year's Day in New Orleans in the Caesar Superdome with a 745 kickoff. Six other Big 12 teams are bowling. West Virginia versus Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Texas Tech versus Mississippi in the Liberty Bowl. Kansas State versus LSU in the Texas Bowl. Iowa State and Clemson in the Cheez-It Bowl. Oklahoma and Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. 
Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl has Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables is Oklahoma's new head football coach. Number five seed Baylor Volleyball is headed back to Madison, Wisconsin to take on number 12 seed Minnesota in the region semifinals of the NCAA Volleyball Tournament on Thursday. Monday Night Football has the Patriots and Bills 7-15 kickoff on ESPN. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Oh, I do want to remind everybody, Allen, Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram. I drive a, uh, a Grand Cherokee uh, Laredo. Boy, those 2021s, though, are unreal. And Ted Teague, he says I can drive one of them around. I may just... I just, I don't know, he, he may have trouble finding me if I get off the lot with one of those things. Really, really nice. And in those trucks, there's a reason they just keep getting all those uh, J.D. Power awards. I've never known all about those awards, but they just win a ton of them. All right. And then uh, Ted Teague and his staff are tremendous out there on the lot. And they'll come visit with you. And uh, and then the, the uh, space they have out there, like, 50,000 square feet, 55,000 square feet. They're, they're very efficient, very clean. You just got to get in, you get out, but they're extremely thorough as well. It is Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram. And uh, those Ram trucks, my gosh, they're a comfort level. There's a reason you see so many Ram trucks on the highway. All right, uh, it is, you hear the dismount music. We're excited to be visiting with you uh, all day. We've been reliving the uh, the Big 12 title game and uh, some of the stars from that game. I, I thought the offensive line. I mean, you think about it. They there's a reason that Blake Shapen was uh, had 17 straight passes. He had good protection. I thought they hung in there. I think it was uh, Grant Miller who uh, ball got to, <clears throat> ball up. Uh, Get tipped at one point. He caught it, went running forward with it. I mean, it, it, the offensive line really played hard, played well. Big Zay Newman. Uh, I, I thought uh, I thought Galvin. I mean, the whole group, Gall, all of them. Uh, Khalil's been playing really well this season. Like some of the work he's done. Uh, but Byers, too, earlier this year. I just think the whole group, it's kind of like uh, uh, Mateos has done a great job. But, but getting Gall and Miller from, uh, respectively, from Buffalo and Vanderbilt were big. I mean, it's huge. Transfer portal, you can really do some things. And by the way, I've been watching some of these offensive linemen going into the portal this year are very good. If you need to find a starter in the portal, they're out there. Uh, University of Texas had one go in there. I, I guess it was last night, I noticed. Uh, a starter for the University of Texas. And uh, he's, he's heading out. Um, Texas did get uh, some good news that uh, Overshone, who's a really nice defensive player for them, has decided <clears throat> to come back and play what would be kind of his super senior year. And uh, there's one other player I saw on defense that's going to come back and play for the Longhorns. So not everybody's trying to abandon Sark. As Aaron shared earlier today, the Sooners have a new head coach. It's really amazing that this all happened. But this coach is a lot more like Stoops. Now, Lincoln Riley did a nice job there, and he's got all the bells and whistles. 
as a uh, as a, an offensive guru would, and he they're going to be excited about him at USC as well they should be. But now Venables is more of a dyed in the wool OU guy. It won't surprise him to have Stoops hanging around and to having Barry Switzer show up. None of that stuff's going to surprise him because he was there forever. Now, for whatever reason, he's turned down other offers. He could have been the head coach at Auburn. He turned it down. One of the reasons is he was paid $2.5 million a year to be the defense coordinator at Clemson. And he did a great job there. And I think he enjoyed being a coordinator. He's 50 years old. He's more than ready for this. And he takes over the reins of one of the great brands, one of the great programs in the country. I mean, we can make fun of OU, and they got beat by the Bears, and they got beat by the Pokes, thank goodness. Thank you, Pokes. Thank you for thank you for a couple things. Thank you for, for beating OU, and then thank you for just not being able to knock the, 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 the ball in down there with seven tries at it. Yeah, seven hacks at it, and the Pokes couldn't get it in. I mean, they, I mean, they had every chance in the world. Bears got called for interference back there. My man Walcott, who I love, I'm a Walcott guy from way back. Walcott kept getting, you know, called for stuff back there. Petrie made a great play back there in the end zone. The Bears were just up to the task. And then Jaron McVay, when all was said and done, Jaron McVay went flanking out there and uh, put the clamps on that young man. Now, I do think it was helpful that Aaron, that first string running back from OSU, who had been a transfer from, like, Utah State, maybe? Wherever he transferred in, that guy had been great this year. He gets hurt, or I don't even know if he ever was in that game, honestly. I was about to say he got hurt early in the game. I don't know if he ever played. Um, But their top two backs went out of that game. 27 is good back, though. And that guy went wide, and Jaron McVay was there to meet him. And the rest is history. Now, as the week unfolds, we'll have all the usual suspects. We'll have people. But today was the day Aaron and I just needed to talk with a little help from our buddy Kevin Longquist. Thanks for everybody who's been a part of this one. Thank you to Tom Barfield for stopping by. Everybody have a great one. We will talk to you tomorrow. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, seven bowl teams. 70% of the league is headed bowling this year from the Big 12. Give you details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. Wear what the Bears wear. Get your Baylor gear today at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics Trust. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics.